0: First is a fascinating marshal that Kazari gave us, which we are exploring last time. He gave the idea of the Jewish people and goddess, uh, compared it to a seed being planted in the ground. And he said that just like it looks like a seed being, is being buried, really, and decomposes, but really that's just the way to encourage a new growth because the two steps which are necessary for the new tree to grow is the one is that the shell of the seed has to crack and uh, the earth or the minerals not work on the seed, that eventually it will start to decompose, the shell will break open, and then the nutrients feed the nucleus inside the shell, which encourages new growth. And he says, Clay Israel uh, being sent to goddess is something very similar. Here also, it's a concept of us being planted, so to speak, in order to enable us to grow again. If that's the case. We saw this, There's really two parts to that, Marshall. The one part is the fact that uh, the the shell has to break and the other part is that the nucleus inside has to be fertilized and then grow again. It has to be composed. Right. And now, what's the point of the shell breaking? So we saw that in every goddess there was that clan of people who were bad and really were the ones responsible for the goddess. Whether mm-hmm. it was in the time of the first Bethlehem, it was the kings who had become wicked and their circle of servants, advisors who had been promoting a Azorah the time of the second of that was the baryonim, these different cults or clans within the Jewish people who were fighting the chachamim, spoke about it Stoichim, him. And uh, when Klairos went into Gaurus, then really those uh, splinter groups, which had really been responsible for Klairos' downfall, disappeared. The they, their only, their only uh, holding so to speak connection to us was because Klairos was successful, so they tried to attach themselves. But as soon as Klai Israel lost and were exiled and disappeared, so either they disappeared completely or they uh, allied themselves, attached themselves to the God, and therefore they left Klai Israel, so to speak. And therefore the first point of goddess was to break the shell, was to break that, that so to speak, that clip of the, the it was within our midst to have been responsible for the goddess. We said similarly in the generations before the Holocaust where the 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 vast majority of the Jews of Europe had left the terror, right. but it was primarily the responsibility of groups like the Socialists and the Bundists and the uh, Haskola and, and the Enlightenment, whatever they call themselves, and all these things disappeared. The, 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 they no longer plague Jewish society. there might be different threats we face, but that, that, that those are does no longer. There. So the suffering or the sorry the cultural experience, broke that shell. That's the one thing which God is going to do. So, so we're going with the mushroom of Khazari again. Spoke uh, about the shell which breaks in Godus. The second thing the second thing which is Nagaya is that it says just like the seed in the ground, once the shell has has opened, now the nutrients itself feed the nucleus inside the in the seed, that encourages the new growth. So now the is going to explain to us that Goddess encourages cholesterol to grow in there, grow again. How does it do that? How does cholesterol revive itself from being a goddess. So that's what the Khazar explains next. And therefore he says on that, that same thing, that the seed in the ground, which begins to grow from the influence of the sand and the soil and whatever else the nutrients in the are, says so the same thing by us being a goddess. Bekasheh <laughs> And that is when the heart gets purified And then it can start to, so to speak a new, a new start can take root Which will eventually blossom into the tree Like the tree that was before And that's the, that's the echo point Of what God has done In other words Besides for the categories of people Who are considered Roshim when they had uh, started to speak built us around the nucleus of Klai Yisrael and were interfering with us, there was a second problem in Godless too. And the second problem in Goddess was that uh, being in Eretz Yisrael in a situation where we were powerful and a situation where we were uh, as much as we needed or even in excess like the Pasek says of everything we needed caused a certain feeling of complacency a certain feeling of gaiba, a certain feeling of uh, independence. independence and lack of dependence on Hashem, and God has changed that. Because when we now go back to being suffering, or we go back to being uh, reliant on Hashem, and not having the resources or the ability to protect ourselves, so that's what that purifies our hearts and therefore brings us back to Hashem. And therefore, the experience of going to is, in a way, so to speak, helps Clay Israel rebuild itself from a position of needing needing a kodishwara to help them and relying on him, which when Khadesh will get too powerful or too confident or too settled, they tend to forget. And it's interesting that even within a goddess, there's a goddess within a goddess. Which means we talk about in broad strokes the goddess Babel, we talk about the goddess of Paras, we talk about the goddess of Adam, for example, those are like uh, like in the bigger picture we call that a certain stage. But let's say just say Goddess Adam. Uh, that lasted two thousand years and within and we've been in goddess for a long time in Edom but there are lots of many goddesses within that goddess. The Jews were exiled from Spain, they were exiled from Italy, they were exiled from England, they were exiled from the parts of France, they were banished from Germany. They moved from place to place from in Eastern Europe. And what's the reason for that? It's always the same reason. And that is because and then I'm in the Rambana that even within a, a place of goddess, you no know, the Jews get comfortable, they get successful. And then we've lost the point of Godness. We go back to that feeling of success and complacency. And and uh, we made it Hashemas Hashem has to repeat again and again the point of uh, bringing Klisha back to the that same point that they feel reliant on Him and they feel dependent. They, they don't feel that, that, same, that same self-confidence or self-assuredness and therefore within a Godness is Godness too. It's interesting, I hope Hashem finds Feinstein, that he said, even in places like America, which uh, there's no official edict to banish Jews, whatever it is, but the the changes of you know, the, the neighborhoods, which cause the Jews to move out of some places because they're scared of the you know, the, the kind of neighbors to infiltrate or the kind of crime in the streets, he said, that's also Xerah's goddess. In fact, the Jews are to move out of first the East side and then out of the Bronx and out of wherever it is within New York. He said, we're in goddess. People shouldn't feel too comfortable in to Goddess either. There's going to be that constant change, also that there's a lack of uh, feeling secure, which is uh, a fertile ground for people to come back to usher. So that's the point of what the God, why. So uh, to uh, speak, Yisrael into Godless is really bearing the seed from which the new the new beginnings will flourish. And uh, it's at times like that when Klai Yisrael feel that they're reliant on Hashem more and they feel less settled they feel more vulnerable and that's when clients shall do better that's when they push to achieve more whereas uh, like the process has you know when clients forget to a state, a state of satisfaction association and complacency so that's when they start to do things wrong so that's the second point now the next point he's going to say and this is really this is really, Beth's uh, word for Rambam at the end of Hilxon the this says in a tremendous statement, which obviously needs to be explained, but uh, it's a big, big Kiddush. And the Ramam says that the reason why HaKadosh Baruch made other religions in the world which were really offshoots of Yiddishkeit, maybe corruptions of Yiddishkeit would be a better word, uh, Christianity and Islam, the, the reason that HaKadosh Baruch made these other religions, this is what the Ram says, is because it's mechin the throne for the Melech of it prepares the path for the Melech and Mashiach. And how it do that? So Ram says is in a world which was completely uh, awash with uh, paganism and idolatry, so the concept of a one God who rules everything was completely foreign. And therefore, HaKadosh the Baruch first made it that even the non-Jews uh, changed in their religious understanding to an acceptance that there is one Hashem. And acceptance of the basic principles of Torah, whatever it is, and then from that, then we may they can be brought to the right religion. But uh, the, the the fact that the, that the similarities that there are, let's say, between the other religions which are modeled of Yiddishkeit, is really bringing people closer to an understanding of the MS. Bringing the whole world closer. Bringing the whole closer. Which is, which, and therefore, since Ram says, part of Hashem's eventual plan for the world is that. Everybody should come to recognition of Hashem. So then, these religions were a stepping stone in the right direction. Not that they're at in themselves their corruption, but at least it's closer to them than the, the various idolatrous cults that they've been before that. And therefore, this was already a step towards bringing, uh, bringing the nations closer to Hashem. Now, that's the case. So then, that's the second point, which, the says, is, that, is something which can be achieved in Godus, And as in Klai and in Godus. So then we made it as this concept of of uh, the possibility of various uh, corruptions, falsifications of our Torah into other religions, and that and brings everybody closer to the eventual stage where Hashem will reveal himself until they all accept that. Then he says, next, everything which came after the Torah tried to change it from the image of the Torah was. There are other religions which were post Torah, based themselves on the Torah, even though they rejected the Torah But they came from the same start, like, you know, both Christianity and Islam, except that there was a moment al even though they later on rejected the Torah And these other nations, these other religions, are a, haktama, are a prelude to the Mashiach you're waiting for that's the eventual point which is going to regrow and that is that will bring to us uh, to the time of mashiach and then when the time when mashiach comes the entire world will come to recognize that that's the truth and uh, will admit it and then that will bring everything back to where it's meant to be and then they'll appreciate the, the source from which they all came from which means even though in, in goddess the Jew is despised and is belittled, but the in the future, when even realizes that's the truth, then they'll turn around to respect and to admire uh, the Jew where, who had who had already been the source of the concepts, which then became around around the world. Like I showed earlier, the I before that uh, the Nevo talking about who are downtrodden and despised, but in the future, Yoram and Benis will become extremely great and respected. And then we said the same thing over here, and that is that uh, the preparation of the non Jews to accept the Melech and the Sheik, is the various religions which are already a step towards the concept of what Yiddishkeit is, and then they'll realize that what they had told then was just a falsification, and they'll appreciate the MS as the MS. And therefore, he says so that's, that's uh, another point of even though Christ in godless or oh, at a certain nadir, at a certain low point in our national history, that there's something positive which will come out of the godless too. Now, he's going to go back to other argument. And that is, the king said that the Jewish people in Goddess aren't so good. So, it's like the, your your chapter of glory in history has ended, and it doesn't make sense, we'll come back again. So now what he's going to do is he's going to defend the Jews and Goddess, the Chachim, and he's going to say, don't think that the Jews and goddess, we, we might be sinful or we might not be what Hashem explains us to be, but we're still way, way ahead of, of the non-Jews around us. And now that's an important point to discuss, because if uh, we understand that Kedosh Baruchah judges a person in the context of his surroundings, and if that's the case, we aren't being judged in in the vacuum, we're being judged on the backdrop of what's, what, what everyone else is doing. And if compared to them we're doing better, then in in such a, a dismal circumstance we consider decade, And if we compare it to the people around us who are doing worse, then if that's, if that's the norm, then we're not, we're, not, we're not keeping up with the norm, then we, against that backdrop we'll be reshawed. And therefore the Khazari it says it's true that Klausral and Goddess are not what Klaishra are meant to be. Are not what Klaestral are meant to be. But notwithstanding that, you have to judge them in Goddess against the backdrop of the nations that they're part of. And that is, that's the host culture and that's the the so to speak the atmosphere on the street or the, the the world in which the Jew interact and you have to see where they are compared to where he is because even if the Jew in Godless is very far from what the Jew in the time of Yishalayim was but the Jew in Yishalayim was in a very rarefied spiritual atmosphere and the Jew in Godless is exposed to all the all the pollution spiritually that the of of the non Jewish society, and if you have to judge him by the society, is it? And therefore he says another point. He says, Don't look at the philosophers, he says, that they distance from the are and think, wow, they, you see that they on a different plateau because they distance themselves from what people around them are doing. And as a result, the Tabith El Yisrael you're going to look at the Jewish people. With uh means in a, in a disparaging way. Bhavusha of the Abani to serve a the tells us. And because the way it's differentiate is look what was gonna to happen to most all the people who have him. Why? The Piari were the ones who denied Hashem and denied the fact that he ran the world and denied the reward and punishment. and therefore we look at the so to speak the sinners of the Goin the human philosophers as those who deny Hashem's ability to run the world or Hashem is, is a judge who judges and uh, directs what the world do. It says, even if you're going to and people might think well you know they, they, they were sinful, they were doing the wrong thing. But the Jewish people were know better, the Jewish people also worship of their So that he says it's not the same thing. Because the difference between worshiping of a desire, like the Jewish people did, like he's going to explain, because they used it as a means to get something they wanted to get, which was wrong, but it didn't come with an abandonment of Hashem. Whereas on the other hand, the the, the various apicarsim, they came from a point of fear, they came from a point of denying Hashem, which Kayshall never did. And that's what he says, Masha'lun Yuskum Alaim al Yisrael. We never found, even among the sinners of Qa'a Israel that they, that, they, that, that they didn't uh, accept, they didn't uh, admit that there was a Hashem. What ah, did they do wrong? People looked for new ways to get uh, benefits from spiritual forces or some added degree of spirituality which they could connect to in non-appropriate ways, which was of desire But And they, that was wrong, what they did. But Shemim did. They didn't abandon the Torah. And that is, they realized the benefit of worshiping other things or trying to uh, steal Shepher, like we spoke about on various malachim. But they never caused them to, to abandon Torah in the sense that they didn't uh, they didn't accept the Torah or they didn't deny the validity of the Torah. And it's proof of that is if the Jewish people really had abandoned the Torah completely, and didn't, then when they got exiled, why didn't they naturally just drift into an assimilate with the host culture? That is, parenthetically, what happened to those Jews who did abandon the Torah, whether it was the Reform or all of the other uh, all the other break-off groups of Judaism who abandoned the Torah. The next step was, well, let's just give up Judaism altogether and intermarry and become part of whatever the host culture was. And if you see that the Klai Israel, at the time of the first verse of Middash, while they worshipped Tavadu Zarah, but they maintained their identity, they didn't intermarry, they didn't intermingle, and they didn't get lost. The reason is because they still kept the Torah. And therefore, even the biggest Rishoim of Israel, it's no one who angered Hashem like they did. Nevertheless, they wrote the laws of Torah they never abandoned the Torah. The they never denied that Torah is true. They kept the Torah. But they had the tremendous Taiva to be able to access more Kayach, more spirituality, more power, more money, whatever it would be, via the spiritual means which they knew how to use. And even though that was an Easter in the Torah, to access Shefa, to access more Bracha from. Uh, other sources or forces, but it wasn't, didn't come with a denial or, or a rejection that Hashem is really in charge. And what's his proof for that? So firstly why said Tidkiyahu was a big question, because he says that uh, Rishayim, who there was no one who Hashem like they did, we don't find was such a big Russian. Maybe he wasn't the biggest static, but uh, the man we don't find he was the biggest one of those who angered Hashem. And therefore the Rishayim suggests uh, suggest other options of who the, the king was who angered Hashem, but didn't uh, reject the Torah. And one of the, one of the options is Ahav. Because Achav was a king who angered Hashem no end. He was the one who introduced the cult of the Baal and uh, brought, made widespread of the Jewish people. He killed all the Nevim. He did a lot of damage in his life, Achav. And yet, when Ahab was uh, surrounded by the king of Aram and he offered them a uh, ransom to relieve, relieve the siege, and he offered him uh, people as hostages, he offered him all his money and the King of Aram said, no, I want to save the Torah and, uh, and Ahab said, no, that's the case, we're going to fight which means even the Rosh like Ahab wasn't willing to wow. surrender to the Zebra and uh, so you see in terms of proof that as bad as they were in the fact that they had uh, sold themselves, so to speak, to the worshipping of El-Zarah, it wasn't because it came from a point of fear it did not come from a point of denial of the Torah. It came from a point of that they wanted to benefit wherever they could from what the Torah had to offer them. But uh, the master, they still believed in the Torah. As opposed to the okay, faith from later on, whether it was the Stokim or the, or the uh, Karayim, or all the other groups who later on denied the Torah or denied Hashem, whatever it is, it's going to be a separate category. And therefore he says, I don't think that Torah all we can lump them together with all the others are shown through the ages who have done wrong. It's not the same thing. They, were, they, they, they did wrong in the sense that they disobeyed the Torah, which is definitely wrong and they're punished for that. But it do not come from a point of disbelief or rejection, so to speak, of the eminence of the Torah or of Hashem. And the Qazar says, even more amazing thing. He says, if today we would have that same Yisrael that they did and that same ability to connect to uh, spiritual things which could be misused So as a Kizari, we could be making those mistakes too We would also be led after that And how do we know that? Just like people today are naturally drawn over all kinds of equal value All things which are meaningless, which are wrong Made Stagninus From Stagninus is uh, People see in the future, so to speak Or a Lakhash to some kind of incantation when you say in this, trying to use good luck charms and things like that. And that is all these things which a person tries to use in order to ward off spiritual harm or in order to bring about something he wants to happen. And that is uh, extremely prevalent today. Where there's going to be all kinds of things which are, we don't call them nahashim and we call them squirrelists. Everybody's into squirrelists. There's a squirrel for this, there's a squirrel for that, a squirrel for this. Is that wrong? And says the Khazari, the Amber says this is no different to what they did then, just then they knew how to do it better. Today we, we're hanging on the skula that we want this to happen, when that to happen, we think if we do this then we'll get this, and if we do that we'll get that, which means we're also looking for what we can do in order to try and effect spiritual results and tip the scales, and therefore it's no different what they were doing then in the way they knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, we see a tremendous point in the Khazari, and that is he seems to say in that these things are wrong too. These things are wrong too. Just like they weren't then allowed to use the spiritual knowledge that they had, in order to change what Hashem wanted, and bring themselves more sheikh or more or whatever it might have been. So today, similarly, even though we don't know how they did it then, but to try and do things which are meant to be a skoda, which are meant to be a way to bring down or access more than what otherwise is coming to a person, it seems to be coming from the same Sherish. Now, does that mean that it's Asa? Does that mean it's also? So really, the Keposker says Kalei Anything which is a, a person that kind of uh, d- divines that this is going to help them, or some, any kind of superstition, or any kind of false belief that a person is doing something which he wants to help him—all these things would be included in the category of nakhash things which a person is trying to do on some kind of spiritual plan to bring about results. And that could be also. What about something like tefillah shema? Yeah, tefillah is always okay because it's just davening to Hashem, so you can daven, and davening always works. And therefore, there are all these various. But a they had. Date, yeah. There's a certain right. date, there's a certain Right, so everything which is people do, they go here in daven for 40 days, they sit here for 40 days, and they say Perakshir for 40 days, all those things is just a way to get people to David. And davening works. But I'm talking about the Skuddha, I'm talking about doing things If you don't see any purpose in doing it. And therefore, just to do an action which is going to have a result, it's better to looking for, so to speak, off the beaten track spiritual ways to bring results says the Kazari, not very different to a clash were doing when they had a desire. Because rather than just using some charm or some thing which was, uh, has a tradition of working, they were using or a that they knew could work because they understood those things. And if that's the case the Mashmashla is, this would be wrong too. To make use of things because this is what's going to be successful, this is what's going to help me. It might not be a desire because the person isn't uh, able to connect it in the same way, but it's a similar idea which means it's looking for alternatives to, to davening, We're looking for alternatives to where she wants things to happen, to try and force or to try and bring about a result. And therefore, the Kacham finishes the of this paragraph and this idea with the Masa, the, what the Khazari said originally, that is, Khazari will have lost their level altogether because of all they've done wrong. So the Khazari says two points. Number one, the fact that we've got doesn't mean we've lost our level, it's something which we've been replanted and we're going, that level's going to grow again. Not only that, it'll bring the whole world back with us because then they'll also come to appreciate the amiss of the Torah. And number two, don't think Klai was that bad and that we, you know, we lost our opportunity forever because we were so sinful, because we were such a shame. That's not true. Klai Shil did things wrong, but they never abandoned Hashem. It wasn't like they didn't believe in Him, they didn't accept the Torah anymore. It was just besides that they did have various too. And therefore it's not as severe as saying that Klai Shil lost all contact. That never happened. Therefore, we, we're still in a, in a better position than the, the other religions who, who really did deny Hashem altogether and, uh, and gave up the Torah. Tari- and could disappear into the other nations.